Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What up, TCK Potters? I'm your host, Sky Guasco. This is episode 155 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Chris Benavides of the Commish Fantasy Football Podcast as we recap week 12 of the TCK Pod Listener League and preview week 13 of the TCK Pod Listener League. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Happy Thanksgiving, ladies and gentlemen. If you are celebrating the day with turkey or other with your family and your friends, anybody else, I want to wish you and yours a very, very happy Thanksgiving and weekend to boot. Uh, very excited to have a good friend and family here on the podcast once again, Chris Benavides from the Commission Fantasy Football Podcast. How are you doing tonight, buddy? Dude, what's up, man? Happy to be on again, as always. You're, uh, you're quickly becoming my West Coast brother, dude. Yes, sir. Likewise, likewise, uh, coast to coast, man. We uh, made a mention of that early on the podcast this year when we had my boy Joshua uh, all the way from um, England. Uh, and then we had some cats, uh, you know, coming in from the East Coast as well. And now the Midwest with Lucas and everything else. So we're, uh, we're getting worldwide here on the TCK podcast. We're happy to do it, man. <laughs> and very excited to have you and, and your brothers and family here on the podcast as well. Um, Got to do it, man. Before we get going, uh, favorite Thanksgiving um, main course and side dish? Yeah, um, <clears throat> main course. I mean, I, I always go with the turkey. I know it's uh, pretty standard, but, you know, you don't really have a Thanksgiving without good turkey. And then side, um, either cranberry sauce or, or a good homemade stuffing. We make it here homemade in uh, where I'm from in Massachusetts, and it's like, it's perfect, though. It's great. Mm, I dig it. Uh, my, uh, the missus is actually allergic to birds, believe it or not. Uh, oh, so we don't have turkey in our family, but we generally, if we're uh, eating meat at the time, uh, we have a ham generally. Um, but a lot of times we'll end up uh, side dish wise. She makes a great cranberry sauce as well. I'm also oh. a sucker for uh, some delicious, you know, uh, sweet potatoes, which there are you go. Uh, pretty good as well. So um, right on, man. Well, I wish you well uh, here with the family. Let's get in and get out here. Um, we're going to dive into our TCK pod recap for week 12 and dive into the final week of uh, the regular season of fantasy football. I can't believe we're already here, man. This always happens every year. We get to like week one, two, three. Yep. And it feels like this, this season's going to last forever. And all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, dude, if you're not in the playoffs, you're done after this week. That's I know. fucking wild. Um, <laughs> so let's, let's, let's dive right into it, man. Uh, you and I obviously had a big matchup last week. Um, I'm going to let you start and break down as the victor. Uh, and then we will go through everybody else's matchups and then uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll go into week 13 per usual. So you and I matched up. Uh, this was a battle for first, second place, depending on how things shook out. Um, and uh, you did uh, squeak by and get the victory. So why don't you break us down here? All right. Yeah. So we ended up beating you 118 to 103. Uh, let's see. So we had Drew Brees go for 28. Le'Veon Bell went for 14. Chubb went for 24. Just went off. Had a great game. Uh, Golden Tate had 12. Uh, Jameson Crowder had a tough game. It was a weird overall day uh, for the Jets. So uh, he only ended up with three points. Mark Andrews, I know that he was uh, one of your stallers. Only had six points, unfortunately. Uh, Josh Jacobs, real quiet uh, for Oakland. Um, D.D. Westbrook, though, nice game, 14 points. Chicago defense, six points. And then Greg Zerline had seven. Uh, we did end up taking Robert Woods and putting him on our bench in place of D.D. Um, so there was kind of a, it was kind of a wash in a sense. Um, but he ended up with 15 points. Seattle's defense had 16 on our bench. 
um, Autumn Tate with only two, and then Noah Fant had four. So, you know, we ended up putting out, I think, in my eyes, sort of the best team that we could at the time, and it was just enough to get by. Just enough, absolutely. And I, I still feel good that Le'Veon Bell wasn't the one to beat me, so I was at least correct there. <laughs> but, yeah, Nick Chubb and Drew Brees doing work there. Um, it was interesting with Jamison Crowder watching that Jets game because Sam Donald beasted, uh, and yeah. he's been great the last couple of weeks, um, putting up multiple touchdowns again. But Jamison Crowder not really a part of that plan uh, this week. Um, I had a mix-up up, up at quarterback. I've shared the story a couple of times. I'm not making excuses, but basically I, I meant to um, uh, make a change there with Ryan Tannehill, but unfortunately I was unable to do it by the time the game started. Therefore, Dak Prescott stayed. Um, and before we go any further, I want to give you a huge shout out on sportsmanship. Um, I am all about uh, just, you know, proper like human to human etiquette. And you and I are competitors in fantasy football, but we've become good friends here on the podcast. And just a shout out to your integrity. You live in New England. You live down the street from Gillette Stadium. And you hit me up that morning. We're playing each other. I'm about to play Dak Prescott and Michael Gallup. Uh, with the Cowboys, of course, in New England. And you sent me a message that basically said, it's raining cats and dogs here. Don't play those guys. It's going to be a shit show. And uh, I took Gallup out, but I wasn't able to get Prescott out. And nonetheless, um, you know, you still end up getting the victory. That's probably a karma move right there. But nonetheless, I, I appreciated the, uh, the good sportsmanship there. And, and you were right, man. It was an ugly game in New England. Uh, your Patriots get the win, which is good for you. But um, fantasy-wise, it was a dud kind of all around. So Dak Prescott ends up getting six points there, uh, under 200 – or just about 200 yards and a pick. James White in the same game, nothing there. Um, Negative three receiving yards, which is just shocking uh, yeah. for anybody, let alone James White. Uh, it's one point there. Everyone else did pretty decent on my team, but uh, Ronald Jones gets a touchdown, nice beastly touchdown there. Devontae Adams peppered, which I think we're going to see the rest of the year. Marvin Jones did well. Zach Ertz beasted a nice garbage time touchdown, but not quite enough. 12 for 91 in a touch. Dallas Goddard played as well, eight targets, which I liked a lot, seven receptions for 32 yards. Uh, Curtis Samuel not doing much in Atlanta Falcons defense, which is – a really dumb defensive move in fantasy, but they had played really well the last two weeks. I thought they'd play a little bit better. They did not. Uh, and obviously um, Jameis Winston took it to him. So just two points for there. And then uh young way with 11 points. Uh, nobody else on my bench. I mentioned Jonathan Williams had 20 on Thursday night football, but it was too late to start him anyway. Would have been the difference, um, but I'm not sure who I would have played him instead of uh, honestly. So not worried about that. And then my man Raheem Mostert with the last minute touchdown, but I wouldn't have played him either. Let's dive into Drew Misick and the People's Republic. Do you want to break down that game for us? All right, yeah. So let's see. This is actually a pretty close one. Drew Misick uh, ended up losing 113 to the People's Republic, uh, who had 118. So uh, Drew Misick, it, man, it's just so hard to see him lose games because like, he ended up losing to us as well. At uh, Well, my team anyways, the commish. And uh, he, he's got Lamar Jackson. So Lamar's doing his part. It's just the rest of his team that's been struggling. So Todd Gurley with five points. Scarborough uh, with seven. Allen Robinson had a great game with 25. But then Emmanuel Sanders, two. Jimmy Graham, one. Terry McLaurin had, a, I think, a pretty good game overall because he's been kind of up and down. And you're not really sure if you're flexing him now at this point in the season. Um, I guess he's matchup dependent in a sense. Um, so he, he had 12. So that was good. Uh, Adrian Peterson had five. And then he had Minnesota's defense on a bye. So, yeah, and this is this is interesting here because I did I did hit him up and the so here's the problem. Yeah. I don't know if he just wanted to keep Minnesota's defense that bad that he didn't drop them, which right. I can't imagine is the case. But all the games had started by the time I actually noticed it. You know I know. I mean? it was, yeah, that's two. It's two weeks in a row he left like a he left a spot kind of. Well, empty. he had he had Hooper 
two weeks ago, which I almost let go because like he could have played and it's a last minute thing. Um, I also know that he's from the Midwest originally. He lives out on the West coast now. And I think he was traveling back, uh, back East or whatever, but yeah, it's interesting. And again, I mean, he won the league last year, so it's not like he's a, you know, no, yeah, totally. <laughs> like, he knows yeah, what no, he's definitely. doing. It's just, it is disappointing mm-hmm. though to not, cause honestly he could have played pretty much any defense and gotten maybe six points and ended up winning the match. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyways, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's deeper and more strategic than we think. Who knows? Cause I'm pretty sure he's in the playoffs um, with a win this week. And uh, if he gets one out, then who knows? I don't know. Uh, but anyways, Will Lutz rounded off his team with, with 11 points. Then he basically had his whole team on a bye um, and a few players not playing like Juju mm-hmm. Smith-Schuster and Devontae Freeman. Um, so then uh, People's Republic who ended up winning. Pretty decent day um, from a few guys. But uh, Russell Wilson, only 11 points. Barkley, only seven points. Uh, Carlos Hyde, six. T.Y. Hilton, four. Tyler Boyd, 19. George Kittle, who was his number one uh, point getter, had 24. Cooper Cup with nine. Uh, Marquise Brown had 21. Great game. Um, Detroit defense had nine. And uh, Hauschka had eight. Um, he did leave Baker Mayfield on the bench with 29 points. Um, Tyree Cohen had 11 for him. And that's pretty much you know his top bench players uh, for the day. Yeah, and you can't blame him. Even with the shitty weather in Philadelphia, you're not playing uh, Baker Mayfield over Russell Wilson this year. So I understand that. Let's jump over to uh, Lucas getting another victory and staying up at the top with you with uh, against Deidre getting Odell. Uh, 127-104, Lucas gets the win. Um, Leonard Fournette, his big player here, 36 points. Carson Wentz, 10. Kareem Hunt, 11. Lockett, 4. Edelman, uh, 17. Cameron Brait with a, uh, a goose egg, um, Alvin Kamara, 18, Mike Evans, nine, Buffalo defense, 13, and Justin Tucker, uh, nine. His bench also scored mo- more than most of the league, too. Uh, Lucas is just absolutely stacked. Uh, let's go to Dude, you're getting Odell, 104 here. Uh, Brissett, th- 13, Mixon, seven, Singletary, 11. New Hopkins, 27, nice big game for him. Galladay, uh, 10, TJ Hawkinson, zero. Um, Metcalf, six, DJ – or Debo Samuel, <laughs> Uh, 13 and uh, Patriots defense in the swamp, seven points, and Matt Prater, 10. Also, a handful of good plays on his bench as well, but nobody that you would potentially play there. So, Lucas, uh, skates by here by 23 and stays up in first place with you all. We'll go over the standings in just a little bit. Uh, Charlotte regular Nawa, the other one in first place, a huge win for him as well, per usual. Break that one down for us. All right, yeah, so you know, he basically just swept, he had a 142 over Julio Daddy with uh, only 86 points. So <clears throat> regular now, I mean, I, you know, I think between Lucas and, uh, and, and, and regular now, I mean, I'm, I'm feeling pretty, um, pretty certain that they're going to be the toughest competitors. So I'll just go through his team. I mean, you can hear it just in the names, but uh, Deshaun Watson with 22, uh, who kind of had not a great game, I guess, I suppose. Um, but overall, uh, you know, moving forward, I think he'll be fine. Uh, Marking him 24. Uh, he had Williams, uh, is that Jonathan Williams? Uh, sorry, uh, Jamal Williams. Yep. yep, Jamal Williams, 14. DJ Moore, 30 points. Had a great game. Uh, he had, let's see, Johnson. That's Deontay Johnson with five. He had Fells uh, as his tight end. Uh, only had three points. Michael Thomas had tw- uh, 26. Amari Cooper had zero. Pittsburgh with 13. And uh, Myers, kicker from Seattle, Jason Myers with Five. Uh, really nobody on his bench besides Jameis Winston who had 29, but you're, you're not going to play Jameis Winston right now um, over, uh, over Watson. So, um, so I think that's, that's pretty much his team. I'm feeling pretty good about them moving forward. 
I'm sure he does as well. Uh, but just had a good week overall. A lot of his guys just just kind of went off. So, just, Julio, Daddy. Yep, go ahead. Just, just to mention on Charlotte Rickard now, how good his team is overall. Amari Cooper had zero points, and he had Travis Kelsey and Melvin Gordon on a bye, and he still put up almost 115. Yeah, it's it's just like yeah, and and then the crazy part is is somehow he stacked up Tom Brady, Jameis Winston, and. Uh, Deshaun Watson as his QBs, so he can almost go into the playoffs playing like matchup to matchup if he wants to with his quarterback. That's, that's the move. Yep. So, uh, so good for him. <laughs> that's great. Um, all right, then Julio Daddy. Uh, he had Matt Ryan with six points. He had a, just a terrible game. Ended up getting benched. Um, unfortunately, I have Matt Ryan in my home league, so I uh, can feel the pain there. Oof. Um, yep, wasn't good. Uh, let's see. Tevin Coleman had twelve points. Phil Lindsay seven points. Uh, Julio Jones eleven points. You know, Julio's quietly the fourth. Uh, um, uh, leader in uh, receiving yards just quietly <laughs> this year yeah it's wild man he he kind of does it every year the problem is he doesn't get the touchdowns right Word. so that's yeah. why he's not I say it every preseason you know I mean I've only had the podcast for a couple of years but just with friends and family like Julio Jones is always he's been my favorite wide receiver forever um, I just think he's like a five-tool player but if he scored you know 15 touchdowns a year which he should easily He's yeah. he's no no question about it, uh, the top receiver. Sure. Um, the difference between him and Antonio Brown for all those years was that AB would catch the touchdowns. Exactly. But Julio would have just as many receptions, just as many or more yards, but half the amount of touchdowns. So for fantasy, he's you know a top five maybe. But if he had right. you know three more touchdowns, he'd be the number one uh, wide receiver year in and year out. But it's a crime, really. <laughs> yeah. No. I. I. Dude. I totally agree. So. Uh, <laughs> All right, so anyway, so uh, so moving on, Russell Gage had uh, 15 points, good game overall. Jason Wynn only one, DJ Chark had 10. Uh, let's see, Tyrell Williams had, uh, let's see here, he had 10, I believe it is. Um, three, you know, I'm seeing three. Uh, sorry, Cleveland three, had 10. You're, you're correct, sorry, three. Uh, Cleveland had 10, and then Boswell had 11 as his kicker. Um, he had a couple of buys, LaShawn McCoy, Larry Fitzgerald. Only Randall Cobb really had the best day for him on the bench with 12 and I like Randall Cobb moving forward. I know you and Lucas were talking about, you know, Cobb or Gallup. Um, and I am on Lucas's page with this, with Cobb. I think uh, Buffalo's had a good defense and, you know, they'll probably single out Gallup and Amari Cooper leaving Cobb uh, being open. Yep. He's a good, he's definitely a good move over the middle. I like the strategy here with Julio daddy. I mean, he, he obviously uh, with Matt Ryan, Julio Jones and uh, Russell Gage, he went for, the Falcons to unload on the Buccaneers and in reality that just didn't happen. And sometimes when you go with a double or triple stack like that, if your team goes off, it goes off. If it doesn't clearly it backfires. So unfortunately it didn't work out for him, but I understand and appreciate the strategy there. Let's go into prickly pears and nuke took a duke prickly pears. We've been mentioning it all season. One of the best overall rosters. And I think it's a little bit too, too little, too late for him as far as the playoff goes, but his team has been beasting out as of late. Uh, big win here, 142-107 over Nuketuka Duke. Sam Donald, 31. Zeke, 16. Jalen Samuels, 5. Godwin, career day, uh, 184 and two touchdowns, 37 points for him. Odell finally scores 20 points. Waller, 7. Renfro, 6. James Washington on that long touchdown from Duck. Hodges, 18. Jacksonville defense, negative 3. Matt Gay, 5. Uh, nice play there from Prickly Pears. On the other side, Nuke took a Duke. Um, Derek Carr, David Montgomery both flopped. Christian McCaffrey, his standard 33 points each week. Um, John Brown, a nice touchdown there for 11. Uh, Josh Gordon, just two points. Um, Ryan, 
Griffin gets his touchdown from, uh, for the Jets. And uh, Darius Slayton, 10 points. Will Fuller, 21 points. Should have been a lot more. He could have had 200 yards easy in that game. Uh, yep. Saints defense, just four. And Kaimi Fairbairn, eight points as well. He had Josh Allen on the bench with 22. Uh, I probably would have played Josh Allen over um, Derek Carr, but I understand playing Derek Carr against the uh, Jets. The Raiders just didn't show up. We've got one more matchup, man. Breakdown, Pelkey Pelkey and Zeke, uh, Hyden Zeke. All right. So let's see. Hyden, Hyden Zeke lost to Pelkey Pelkey, 97 to 160. So Pelkey Pelkey, his lineup, Jimmy Garoppolo at 22 points. Sony Michelle had eight. Uh, Kalen Balaj had three. Jarvis Landry with 36. Cortland Sutton had three. Jared Cook, 21. Derrick Henry had – I love how you just said Christian McCaffrey with his standard 33. <laughs> Derrick <laughs> Henry had his standard 27. So, <laughs> yeah. there's that. Uh, let's see here. He had uh, Albert Wilson with nine points. Washington with 20. And uh, Siebert, his kicker, with 11 points. Um, another, you know, another week with a lot of buys. He had 160 with Tyree Kill and Patrick Mahomes on a bench. So, um, you know, <laughs> who knows where that would have went. Um, and then, yeah, he had, you know, Greg Olson and Jack Doyle, another guy who's stacking tight ends. I love it. Um, Going to have a nice situation there uh, for, for the upcoming weeks. Um, and then Hyden Zeke lost with 97 points. He had uh, Driscoll, unfortunately, with 14 points. Uh, it seemed like Aaron Jones here with only three points. Chris Carson uh, with, hit, with nine points. Calvin Lee, 21 points. Gabriel from Chicago had uh, two points. Hollister, the tight end from uh, Seattle with four points. Latavius Murray with 12. Naheem Hines with eight. New York Jets defense with 17. Great day for them. And uh, Nick Folk, New England kicker, had seven. Uh, shockingly had seven because that was a, just a brutal game um, in the he weather. Missed two, missed two field goals and still had seven points. Yeah, it's wild, yeah. Um, and then uh, let's see here. He really didn't have much on the bench. Um, you know, he had Keenan Allen a bye. Uh, he had Edmonds um, on a bye and, you know, smartly sat Jared Goff and, you know, didn't play Gerald Everett as well. That team is just – I can't understand the, the Los Angeles Rams for the life of me mm. at this point. It's just they no running game, no offensive line, and uh, Jared Goff can't do anything with the ball. So, so don't play them if you got them, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, go over, let's go over the standings. Uh, after week 12, we'll take a quick break and come back for uh, the final week of the regular season. Um Regular Nawa up at the top right now. So there's a three-way tie at first, just like last week. Regular Nawa, Lucas, and you guys. Um, regular Nawa right now in first place with the total points for um, about 50 ahead of Lucas and a couple hundred uh, ahead of you guys. Um, with the TCK pod breakdown, we have um, – three tiers of winners so we have the overall winner first place we have second place for the runner-up and we actually have um a prize for uh regardless of your overall finish it's just the most points scored um in the regular season so it looks like nawa is in a good position to at least take that down there so uh three-way tie up at the top nine and three um you, Lucas, and Nawa, and then I am sitting in a second place alone there. And then uh, People's Republic and Hide and Zeke both uh, right behind me at six and six. And then Pelkey Pelkey, Nook took a Duke five and seven. Prickly Pears, Drew Missick, Dude, you're getting Odell, and Julio Daddy all four and eight to round out the rest of the crew. After the break, we will come back and dive into week 13. Hey, listeners, let's take a break here. If you like what you're hearing and want to find the Candlestick Kids outside of the podcast, please like and follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore TCKpod, Twitter at TCK underscore pod, 
Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast, or drop us an email at tckpod at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a rate and review wherever you're listening. It really helps us to get your feedback. Finally, please visit our website at tckpod.com for weekly rankings, Lucas's Start Sit article, and more. Before we get into the second half of the episode, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Anchor. Stay tuned. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. All right, let's talk about the last week, last regular season week of fantasy football. It's a trip, man, that we're already here. It's it's just kind of, wow, we do this every single week, multiple episodes a week, and it just kind of all like flows together and now all of a sudden it's like holy shit dude (laughs) some of my some of my leagues uh i will not be worrying about the waiver wire let's just put it that way yeah um it's gonna be it's gonna be over there so uh let's dive right into it man um week 13 this is big this is when uh teams are obviously you know clawing for that final playoff position if you're up at the top like you guys are uh you're looking for that number one seed uh so you're not just complacent trying to back into the playoffs you're trying to win and have other people lose so that you guys can get that number one seed and it looks like all three of you are playing different opponents so hypothetically all of you could win all of you could lose uh so it'll be interesting this week um i'm going to break down my matchup why don't you break down your matchup and then we'll alternate for everybody else sounds good i'm playing drew missick here uh he's a four and eight um still a potential for one of those last positions here um he has uh as we just mentioned he's got lamar Gurley, scarborough uh alan robinson sanders graham uh mclaurin uh, Peterson, Minnesota's defense, uh, who are playing this week, which is good, and uh, Will Lutz. He's also got Juju on the bench, who if he plays, I might play him against Cleveland. Devonta Freeman might come back as well. He's got Diggs, who I assume he will be putting in as well. He also has Cousins, but I'm sure he's going to be running Lamar even against the Niners. On the other side, I've got Prescott, Cook, White, uh, Adams, Marvin Jones, Ertz, Ronald Jones, and Jamal Williams, or excuse me, Jonathan Williams, uh, 
just picked up the Cowboys defense against uh, the Buffalo Bills as the afternoon game on uh, this afternoon. And then uh, Young Way Koo as the kicker as well in the nightcap tonight. Um, I've got Brita and Gallup on the bench. I think I'm going to sit both those guys in their matchups. I've also got Curtis Samuel, but not super thrilled um, about him recently uh, not playing up to snuff uh, to make my roster, unfortunately. So those are my rosters. Um, hopefully I can get the win here and, uh, and get into one of those, um, you know, one of those bigger matchups against a, a, a less opponent instead of facing one of you guys in yeah. the first round. So hopefully it'll work out. Uh, why don't you jump ahead, man? You guys are taking on Nuke Took a Duke this week. All right. So yeah, we have Nuke Took a Duke, uh, who's projected 122. We're projected 136. So I'll start with his lineup. He has Derek Carr, uh, let's see, David Montgomery, Christian McCaffrey, who's projected his usual 27. Uh, <laughs> so, so stupid. <laughs> He's projected 11 more points than Carr as a quarterback. I can't. Which is, <laughs> yeah, I just can't. I can't. It's insane. Um, all right, we had John Brown, uh, Josh Gordon, Hunter Henry, Darius Slate, and Will Fuller. New Orleans defense against Atlanta, which I think should be a different game than the last time they played. Um, and then he had he has Fairbairn uh, playing as his kicker. Um, he does have Sterling, Sterling Shepard on the bench, Brandon Cooks on the bench. Uh, it looks like he's going to go and not play with Nick Foles. Uh, over Derek Carr, so uh, there's that. And then I, I suppose he's sitting David Johnson, which I don't blame him at this point. Um, but then he's also got Josh Allen on the bench, so I don't know if he's going to make a last-minute change up there. But um, Okay, how about, uh, in your opinion, Josh Allen, Nick Foles, or Derek Carr? Derek Carr's not the answer, um, so I'm taking him out right away. I would go with – I would go with – Oh God, I don't want to play Foles. I just don't think Foles is good. Um, I think it's a really tough option for Josh Allen, but I think I would play him. I, I agree with you. I so I actually picked up Josh Allen in my home league. At, so we do that super flex with the, with the two QBs. It's a QB premium league. Yeah, and mm-hmm. with his rushing upside, I think that that's the reason why I'm feeling comfortable. Um, he's they they said his stats on on uh, on the NFL Network not too long ago, but he I guess he's like. He only has, like, um, four turnovers in his last, like, six or seven games or something with a total of, like, you know, 17 touchdowns, total touchdowns. So he is trending um, upward in in what you want to see in a quarterback this late in the season. So And he's playing inside, so I can't see him making too many terrible, like, you know, weather-based gaffes or anything. Um, So I'd probably end up playing Josh Allen, but I guess we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, Sterling Shepard is trending in, uh, just kind of hypothetically – if he is healthy, are you playing him? And same for Brandon Cooks, just hypothetically as far as your start-sit options. I like I like his slate and play over Stilling Shepard right now. Um, I don't think I'm playing – honestly, like I don't think I'm playing anybody on the Rams right now. Like I'm uh, – dude, I'm, I'm to the point where like if – I can't believe I'm about to say this. I have Cooper Cup in my home league, and I'm like, do I sit him for someone else? Like do I sit him for Christian Kirk at this point? Because like – like he he I don't I can't figure out how you go from like like fifteen targets a game to like four five if that and like it's just nine points a game it, I don't know like I'm so confused so my answer is Sterling Shepard and uh, Cooks I would I would keep on the bench he does have Josh Gordon in right now would you play either one of those guys over Josh Gordon specifically I'd probably play Sterling Shepard over Josh Gordon yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I'd play Cooks just in the matchup. Someone else is going to get Patrick Peterson and Goff miss Cooks on like a 
60-yard touchdown last week just because they're out of sync. If they connect on that, it's a way different conversation. So, all right, let's move on, man. Uh, Why don't we talk about your team? All right, cool. So, yeah, we got Drew Brees going, Le'Veon Bell, uh, Nick Chubb, uh, Adam Thielen as long as he plays. Looking good so far. So far, yeah, he's trending trending in the right direction. Um, And as long as – well, I say that, but then, you know, we played him and then he pulled his hammy again. So, uh, so hopefully he doesn't pull a hammy. That's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> Jamison Crowder, we have going Mark Andrews, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler. Um, we have Chicago playing right now. Um, our other two defensive options are Seattle and the LA Rams, but I think the Chicago defense against the third string, it looks like the third string quarterback for the Detroit Lions might be the best play for the week. So I think we're going to stick with the, uh, the Chicago Bears defense. And then we have Greg the leg and our kicker spot. So that's our, uh, I think that's the lineup we're going to roll with. We do have uh, Woods and Westbrook on the bench. We're, uh, I'm still kind of up in the air whether or not we want to maybe take Jamison Crowder out. But for right now, I think he's probably the best play. Jamison Crowder against the Bungles, Robert yeah. Woods, Arizona, DJ. Well, I know that Lucas has DJ Chark. It's his start of the week. Um and he thinks that, you know, they'll be able to attack Tampa Bay secondary, which they should be able to with yeah. D.D. Westbrook. So that could be good. Um, although I think, man, it's just it's so surprising that, that Jamison Crowder is not having more peppered targets. I mean, he had 17 targets in week one, and he's mm-hmm. basically been trending down since. Um, I think the matchup is there, uh, and the volume should be there. It's going to be interesting. I think you guys are pretty pretty stacked no matter what. One thing I would recommend for you, though, um, is I don't know that it would matter because it might be too late anyway, but I would move Thielen into one of your flex positions. So, yeah, well, the only problem with that is is that the two flex spots that we have are Jacob. Running backs. Yep, exactly. So we, I, look, I looked at that as well, and we're like, I don't know, I don't know where to put them. No, it's a good call. I Actually, I didn't yeah. think about it until you said that, so you can't really do that. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I think he's, he should be trending, trending fine. Yeah. Okay, well, best of luck uh, this week. Um, I'm going to go with Hide and Zeke and regular Nawa, and then you can jump into Pelky Pelky and Prickly Pears. Um, let's see here. So Hide and Zeke and regular Nawa. Uh, Hide and Zeke, uh, both these guys need a win. Obviously, regular Nawa up at the top with you, trying to get that first round by um, and uh, hold down the uh, most points for on the season. And Hide and Zeke just trying to make the playoffs here. Um, Hide and Zeke has Goff, Aaron Jones, Chris Carson, Ridley, Keenan Allen, Hollister. Uh, Cole Beasley, Anthony Miller, the Jets defense against the Bungles, and Josh Lambeau, the kicker uh, for the Jags. Um, nobody on the bench that I'm really interested in. Um, Marlon Mack still injured and hurt. Um, Latavius Murray, really just a spot start, but I don't like him over his other running back positions right now. So I think he's got the best roster possible. And on the other side, regular Nawa, he's been dominating lately, uh, projected significantly more than Hayden Zeke right now. He's going with Jameis uh, against Jacksonville. Um, Mark Ingram, Melvin Gordon, Michael Thomas, DJ Moore, Travis Kelsey, Jesus Christ, uh, Mari Cooper, Jamal Williams, uh, Carolina's defense versus uh, Washington and um, Myers against uh, uh, the kicker for the Seahawks on Monday Night Football against the Vikings. He's uh, sitting Deshaun Watson and Tom Brady in that matchup. I think that's a great call to play mm-hmm. Jameis over both of those guys. Um, and he is he has two kickers, which I love, um, and he's going with Myers over Butker. I think I would personally go with Butker, um, but that's on him. And defensively, Carolina or Pittsburgh – Carolina against Washington, I think is a better move too. So I think he also has the best roster possible for those two. 
uh, Pelkey Pelkey, Prickly Pears, uh, maybe in the Pride Bowl. Uh, either way, um, trying to finish out strong, fired up for them. All right. So, yeah, Pelkey Pelkey's projected 100. Prickly Pears projected 130. Uh, Pelkey Pelkey has Jimmy Garoppolo going, Sony Michelle, Balage from Miami. He's got Jarvis Landry, Cortland Sutton, Jared Cook in his tight end spot, Derek Henry. Uh, he has, uh, excuse me, Albert Wilson from Miami, um, who is currently projected zero. Is he hurt? Is that the issue? I don't think so. Let me let me uh, look it up. And actually, if you look at if well, once you get to his bench, you'll realize that he hasn't even updated his roster. Ah, uh, that yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. And then yes, yeah, keep rolling. Siebert, yeah, Siebert as his kicker, but yeah, so he's got Tyree Kill, Patrick Mahomes still on his bench. Um, you know, Alshon Jeffries at Jack Doyle on his bench. So yeah, I, I, I think he just needs to change. You know, you're not gonna, you're not playing Jimmy Garoppolo over uh, over Patrick Mahomes. You're not keeping Hill on your bench. So, um, so I'll just leave that for now. Prickly pears uh, again projected 130. Kyler Murray with uh, with 22 points projected. Zeke, he has uh, Miles Sanders, Chris Godwin, uh, OBJ, Darren Waller, James Washington, Snell from Pittsburgh. He has Jacksonville defense going, and then. Uh, Matt Gay as his kicker from the Buccaneers. Um, he has, let's see, Jalen Samuels on the bench. He's got Nicole Hardman, uh, you know, Tony Pollard, Sam Darnold on, on his bench. I, th- I think he's playing the best team he has right now. You know, James Connors hurt. Chris Conley, you're probably not going to want to play. So, yeah, I think he's at the best best team right now. I agree. Uh, back to Albert Wilson really quick. Um, really one of the only Miami receivers left outside of Devontae Parker. Uh, he took a helmet to the ribs. Um, he had to be helped off the field in the third quarter of the game, and uh, he is day-to-day. So right now it's not trending well, but obviously he'll be playing um, you know, Tyreek Hill and probably Alshon Jeffrey and Patrick Mahomes as well, maybe even Mohamed Sanu there. So he'll be yep. uh, changing it up just a little bit. Um, let's get back to, uh, let's see here, Lucas and People's Republic, and then Dude Getting Odell and Julio Daddy, and we'll wrap it up. I'll go through Lucas. Lucas' matchup against People's Republic here, obviously another big matchup with Lucas, another one of those top three teams. And People's Republic looking good in the playoff race but needing to solidify a spot. Um, this one should be a, a, one of the closer matchups probably uh, projections-wise here so far. Uh, Lucas's team has been quite dominant as well. He's going with Tannehill this week, Kamara, Fournette, uh, Lockett, Edelman, Evan Ingram, assuming that he plays this week, coming back healthy. Uh, Mike Evans, Devontae Parker, Philadelphia, Defense against Miami, that's a great play there. And Justin Tucker um, against uh, the Niners. And on his bench, I mean, his bench is stacked too. Kenyon Drake, Kareem Hunt, Daniel Jones, uh, Kyle Rudolph as well. So plenty of options there for Lucas. On the other side, People's Republic, Russell Wilson, Saquon, uh, Carlos Hyde, T.Y., Tyler Boyd, George Kittle, Cooper Cup, and uh, Christian Kirk. And the Packers defense against the Giants and Mike Badgley, the kicker as well. Another couple options on the bench as well. Um, Baker Mayfield, Tariq Cohen, and uh, Marquise Brown, potential options. But I think he's got the best roster moving so far. So that's going to be a great matchup. And last matchup of the week, Julio Daddy and Dude, you're getting Odell. All right. Julio Daddy projected 114. Dude, you're getting Odell is projected 108. Julio Daddy has Matt Ryan, LaShawn McCoy. He's got Philip Lindsay, DJ Chark. Julio Jones, Jason Witten in his tight end spot. Uh, looks like Tevin Coleman. He's got Gage from Atlanta. That's Russell Gage from Atlanta. Uh, Cleveland defense and Boswell, his kicker uh, from Pittsburgh. Uh, on his bench, he's got Larry Fitzgerald, Terrell Williams, Randall Cobb, uh, Duke Johnson, um, 
Philip Dorsett, I, you know, Demarius Thomas, I think he's at the best team that he can play right now. It looks like um, for now I'd have to go into a bit deeper, but I think, I mean, I like the, I like the Coleman and Gage play in the flex spots for right now. Um, Cause I, I'm pretty sure Julio's banged up. He'll probably play, but you know, without Muhammad Sanu, I think Gage has been having a pretty decent, decent uh, time filling in there. So um all right, dude, you're getting Odell, projected 108, as I mentioned. He's at Jacoby Brissett, Joe Mixon, De- Devin Singletary, Deshaun uh, – sorry, Jesus. Um, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Kenny Galladay, TJ Hawkinson, uh, DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel, New England defense, and then Matt Prater filling out his kicker spot. Um, he does have Rodgers on his bench, which is quite interesting. And uh, I don't know what to think about that. It's Rogers, not. He hasn't been playing well recently. I get I know, that. Yeah. And Jacoby's been a lot better at home. Yeah. So it's not a terrible. It's not a terrible. Uh, terrible move there. Um, I started Sam Darnold and Jameis Winston over Rodgers in two different leagues last week, and it paid off by like twenty-five points. <laughs> it's so crazy. Man. We're talking about sitting Aaron Rodgers. It's wild. That's the time of year, though, man. We talked about this last week. You and I talked about this last week. Lucas yeah. and I talked about it last uh, uh, yesterday's podcast. Like. It's the time of year where you can't just play your studs. You got to play the matchups too. So true, dude. Yep. You know, and yep. and there's a lot of dudes that are just like bulletproof, and you play them anyway. But think of guys like Aaron Jones, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Chris Carson, Aaron Rodgers, Saquon Barkley. These guys have all shit the bed in once or twice in the last month. Yep. And in the playoffs, that type of caliber team or that caliber player that doesn't do well for you can straight up as much as they can win you a week, like Christian McCaffrey does weekly, they can lose you a week easily. And yep. I don't know who you're going to bet, you know, play over Saquon Barkley, but you know, Jonathan Williams for the Colts is a third string running back would have <laughs> been a better option than Saquon Barkley. You know, I think know. about that. Yep. It's wild. It's absolutely wild. Yeah, no, you're right, dude. It's uh, yeah, it's that time of the year. You gotta, you gotta, gotta I, we, we, we talked about it. We play the matchup and you know, just, just, put the best team out possible. And that's all you can do. Speaking of playing matchups and uh, you know, starting your studs, there's one name here who I, I've been thinking about all week. I've got about four messages in our DMS asking me if they should play Deandre Hopkins or somebody else. Um, you're the, you're the Patriot guy here on the podcast. Uh, Stefan Gilmore has been absolutely out of control this year. Deandre Hopkins, obviously all world himself. It's going to be an excellent battle. Um, but what is your realistic thought on DeAndre Hopkins' success against the Patriots? Um, this game's in Houston, which helps a lot, but against Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, I think I think Hopkins is going to be. I think he's going to be okay, even though even though Gilmore will be on him probably most of the game, and and Gilmore might be the best cornerback D back in the whole game right now. Like he's he's so. Oh, he's, currently, I think it's not a question. Yeah, he he he's just he's just so good right now. I don't know what because the thing is he's he's not like a he's not like a trash talker like a Ramsey or you know he just quietly just doesn't let any good receivers go. Like he just does his thing and he's all over him and just quietly just make sure he you know you don't get any catches for the game. So God, which is uh, so much more badass, dude. I <laughs> I am all about the you know as just I'm very 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 competitive with myself. I've never been a legitimate shit talker. Like, you know, I fuck around my friends because that's just what you do. But I've never been a legit shit talker in sports growing up. And watching the dudes that do that and then get their fucking face kicked in is my favorite shit in life. It's just like, I'm not about it. And then you have like kind of the humble brag guy who doesn't say anything and they're just absolutely balling. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really, really like 
play. That's why I like like a Julio Jones and AJ Green so much because they never talk. Barry Sanders, same guy. They never said anything, and they just prove it on the field, and they're just the best. And they don't have to tell anybody about it. I'm so tired of this Jalen Ramsey shit. He's super talented. I'm I'm with you, but he talks so much that when he's not amazing, he immediately becomes terrible oh, because so he talks awesome. such a big game. And I'm fucking. Oh, I just I don't yeah. like the showboat thing, man. It's not my jam. I hear you, dude. I hear you, dude. Yeah. So yeah, just just leading it back to to DeAndre Hopkins. I think. Um, you can't sit him. I know I, it's almost like the exception to the rule to an extent. And I'm only saying that because he's had an insane year. Uh, I'm looking at his stats right now. I mean, you know, he's played some good defenses. Like Indy's had a, you know, Indy's had a good defense. Um, he played Jacksonville when Ramsey was playing and he did okay. That was actually his worst game of the year almost. Uh, five for 40 and he still put up nine points. So I can't see anybody having a bench player that's going to be potentially better than Hopkins and I don't think that it's not worth sitting him so you have to play him and just again know that it was the best way to 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 play your team I don't think you say Hopkins at all like you like I would say I would say that there's a better you have you have a better argument to make for sitting Barkley at this point or Cooper Cup than Hopkins even against even against the New England defense I'm with you I don't think you said Hopkins but I would definitely temper your Temper your expectations, as they say. Well, that's awesome, man. That's going to do it for this episode. Uh, before we get out of here, um, please let everybody know where they can find you and the Commission Fantasy Football Podcast. Yeah, so thanks, man. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, just just go you know, check us out, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. We're also on Podbean, uh, the Commission Fantasy Football Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter and on Instagram, at the Commission FFP. Um, yeah, come check us out. You know, we, uh, we break down the TCK league, but then we also break down our home league and all the characters that are, that are in our league. So it's, uh, it's quite fun. We, uh, we talk a lot of shit and it's, um, you know, it's a good time. Awesome, man. Well, I, uh, want to wish you and yours a very happy Thanksgiving, man. I'm very thankful for you and your team and, uh, all the time and effort and energy that you've put into this podcast and your own channels as well. Uh, big fan of course. And I uh, just really appreciate you, man. I, I wish you guys a safe, um, warm Thanksgiving with you and your family. You too, buddy. I appreciate it, man. Thanks. Cheers. That'll do it for this episode. Huge thanks to Chris for jumping on once again. And we want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving with you and your family and best of luck in week 13. Get ready for those fantasy playoffs. Be sure to email us at tckpod at gmail.com or shoot us a DM on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod. You can also find us on Twitter at tck underscore pod or on Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast page. And make sure to check out our website, tckpod.com, for weekly rankings, waiver wire ads, and Lucas's start sit column, as well as our plus and minus matchups for fantasy football playoff scheduling. If you gain any value from this episode, please subscribe to the podcast, leave a rate and review, and give us a like and a follow on social medias. Immediately means a lot to us and it makes a big difference for independent podcasts. Make the most of the rest of your day, and we'll catch you next time on the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. For Chris Benavides, I'm Sky Guasco, and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.